Welcome back, you guys, to another episode of Souls and Stardust podcast. I'm Shannon, and Mio is here with me too. Can't have, Hello. yeah, we can't have this podcast without one or both of us. Um, today, we want to talk to you about communicating with spirit guides, the higher self, uh, whoever else may show up. That can include angelics masters in spirit. So it'd be master healers, master teachers. It can be many, many things that show up as we are working with energy. So we wanted to give you a bit of background and some examples of how it works for each of us in particular, communicating with guides. It's, it is a common question that I get from clients. Do you, can you see my spirit guides or can you hear my spirit guides? And so I have to walk them through what that is, what that process is, what it work, how it works for me, what it might mean for them and how they can communicate with their guides as well. And I think what I have found too, is that people make it way harder yeah. than it needs to be, or than it actually is. And perhaps that's because there's this expectation that's built in of what it is supposed to look like, or what their guides are supposed to look like, or sound like, or what the experience is supposed to feel like. I think it is, <laughs> or what even a lot of people who haven't even heard of them before, and so mm-hmm. it's very new to them. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of you know beginner, like they're just exploring their spirituality, connecting back with themselves, and so. They're, they're just like, okay, <laughs> <Can> yeah, <we> <laughs> so? <laughs> I guess that's a great place for us to start is what, who are spirit guides? Like what, what is this and how do we know we have them? And I mean, all of those like big questions of we have what that follow us around or that are tuned into our life here as a human and helping us from the other side. Yeah, perhaps that's yeah. where we should start. Exactly, <laughs> or we should just jump right in because there's really no other way around this. <laughs> no, there isn't. So I, I'll just go ahead and start with my understanding of how this works. And I know that I've referenced this book a lot in these different episodes, but the book Journey of Souls is a great place to start for understanding of how we are supported energetically from beyond the veil by different guides, entities, soul family, departed loved ones who are not incarnate or embodied in a physical form, but they are still connected to our spirit and hold some responsibility for guiding us. So that book journey of souls by Michael Newton is an excellent place to start. Yeah. I and, love that. And we should do like, you know, it'd be awesome if we had like book club where we did like something like that, where we pick a book and dive into it together or something. Maybe that's, that's a, a, maybe that's a good season we could do of just like books or something. I don't know. That's a great idea. Actually, that would plus, you know, it'd help people learn through the yeah, process. So of- the, the summary on journey of souls by Michael Newton says journey of souls is a graphic record or travel log by these people of what happens between lives on earth. They give specific details as they movingly describe their astounding experiences. After reading journey of souls, you will gain a better understanding of the immortality of the human soul. Yeah. 
and it's really beautiful that and we've said it before that book was a game changer for me and mostly because it validated yeah. my own internal knowing it gave it a picture and it just knew things worked differently than what I was taught, um, being raised, uh, very devout yeah. Catholic. <laughs> yep. Way different. Yeah. And it resonated so much more with me when I heard, when I heard these stories, you know, cause obviously when you and I first connected, you gave me a whole bunch of like resources to get through. <laughs> and when I listened to them, cause I was doing everything, audiobooks. They just, everything was like, yes, this resonates. Yes, this makes sense to me. Versus when I was digging into, you know, Christianity, it was like forcing something into my belief system. Mm -hmm. And I had to change and like mold myself around what didn't feel natural. But I, I took it, you know, yeah. just like wrapping a pill for a dog with some, you know, some cheese, right? It's like <laughs> the dog could take it. <laughs> Oh, you are the queen of analogies. <laughs> I <You're> mean, welcome. <laughs> I think I would agree with that. And I, I also want to say too, that religion has its place in belief systems and yes. the building of faith. And, and there are many paths to the same end. And there are a lot of wonderful nuggets of wisdom in these different yes. traditions and philosophies. So I just want to say that, but for me growing up um, Catholic, I felt like there were all kinds of missing pieces mm -hmm. that didn't, and it, that things just weren't explained to me in a way that fit together holistically or, or even made sense. Yeah. So when I started exploring other traditions and then things like this book, Journey of Souls, and all kinds of other resources and talking to other people who have varied experiences with energy and with spirit, I realized, oh, okay, this is, these are all the pieces I was looking for that helped to mm -hmm. fill in the picture. So coming back to this idea of how we're supported spirit guides is it's a blanket term for these energetic some would say energetic aspects of us, of our soul. Uh, well, we are all one, right? We're just fractals and fragments of one trying to learn through different experiences, but guides are these energetic entities or beings, however you want to describe that, who are assigned to your soul in order to help you on your journey. So we're all moving toward quote unquote, perfection as the soul, where our goal is to grow and develop and to advance and get as close to unconditional love as we can. So we have these beings that are assigned to us who are further along on their path. And now part of their learning is tied into guiding someone else in to grow uh, further along on their path. These are beings that are assigned to help us. And, um, you may or may not share lives with them at any point in your journey of physical life, but most of the often there, we feel them in spirit. Wow. So that's the starting point. And that's, and that's that. And that's that. And so it's, it really is a, um, it really is a matter of you stepping up to this line of, okay, do I believe that or not? 
And so some of you may not, well, I'm assuming if you are listening to this podcast, you have a willingness to learn and you crave information of this nature. So we're just going to step past that line into, okay, I accept that there are spirit guides. Yeah. Yeah, So let's at, at that point, let's assume this is true and let's talk about it as if, because it is, for us, it's very true (laughs) for us. It is. And in a, I agree with you, especially about like religion has its place and purpose because um, it's the intention and the faith and the belief system, which is what the human is doing, right? Yes. It's it's the human is going through the actions of having faith and belief and it's still, the human's still manifesting. It's just doing it within the confines of different cultures that Mm -hmm. have their connection, their religion and whatever vibrates with that person and that human at that lifetime. So I talk a lot of shit, but I also have like (laughs) a lot of like, you know, healing from some of the damage caused during those portions of my human life. And so, but what I take out of those years that I spent in the church Mm -hmm. were faith and manifesting, believing and connecting with God source Mm -hmm the spirit because you're still, I was still connecting with the Holy spirit was just what they called it there. Mm -hmm. So it's just going to that place of being open and willing to learn that there's more than just that. If you want to believe, Mm -hmm. because we're not here to tell you, you have to believe in them either, but we're just telling you of our experiences working with ourselves and each other and our clients. Mm -hmm. And Shannon's got way more clients under her belt and more crazy experiences. I do a lot of like, oh yeah, I talk to the dead and like <laughs> your higher self. So, uh, so I just wanted to clarify that just because I know there are some people that are like, mm-hmm. this is brand, brand new the way it was for me when it was all explained and how it all resonated. But eventually for me was like, so here was, sorry, here's what the difference was. Instead of it being like Shannon telling me you have guides and this is what they are. It was like, you know, have you connected with your guides or what messages are, excuse me, coming through and then going into meditation and meeting them myself. Mm -hmm. So it was very personal and it was very much like, oh, these are my people Mm -hmm. and I do have them. And I saw them in meditations and I saw them and I can feel them in certain times of my life. And so I'm like, okay, okay, okay. This is safe to me because it's not somebody telling me what to believe and then me trying to force that. Yes. And I think that's, that's actually a really important point is, and we have, you know, recorded an episode on giving your power away just recently. And, um, one of the things that we can do it, one of the things, the traps that we fall into, I guess I want to say is looking to someone else to say, you know, tell me what my guides look like or who they are. As opposed to you just like discovering and cultivating that communication, that relationship yourself. Um, when you ask someone else to do it for you, you kind of pigeonhole yourself into one um, understanding of mm-hmm. who they are, quote unquote, what they look like. And we'll talk about why that's probably not necessarily important or even the point, right? Yeah. Because um, back to episode one. Mm-hmm language and strict all of this is for the human to understand because the soul level doesn't need this shit like the soul level knows and understands that it's connected and knows how things work 
your higher self knows the bigger picture. It's mm -hmm. the humans that need these building blocks to be able to like connect to the gods and connect to the to the higher realms because they think it's a physical thing that has to happen in order to get there. <laughs> no, it's a process of us reawakening to what we are and how easy it is to actually do all of this. And just by going through that, that's extremely empowering and a huge, huge set of lessons for us and growth and advancement by remembering who we are. So, you know, getting in contact with your divine entourage is how I refer to them quite often. The squad. divine, yeah, the divine team, the divine squad. It's a big part of it. They're the ones that are like assigned to you to guide you through life. They're there for you to call on with questions, direction when you need it, but we also have free will. So they have to just stand by and wait for us to call upon them. They're allowed to get involved and at certain points, and they're allowed to send little messages and nudges. But if it violates our free will, they, they have to just witness for a while until there's something that's needed to get us really back on track. But that they, is definitely a great point. Yeah. We have to ask for help. We have to invite them in and say, okay, I'm ready to listen. And then they really make themselves known. So once yeah, you're open you to call it, out, like literally think of yourself as like a beacon. If you put a call out, you put, you transmit signals to the universe all the time. Yeah. And you like receive you, stuff like give and receive. So if you're putting a call out to your guides of like, I need help, I need guidance. What do you think is going to happen? Mm -hmm. It's going to, it's going to return in the form of signs, synchronicities, opportunities, things where you're not actively having to chase them and get them. It's just like, oh, and here it is. I receive it. Boom. Mm -hmm. You know, knowledge that gets dropped on you where suddenly shit starts making sense. Yes. And perhaps we should talk about that right now is like the language that's used. We've, I know we've hit upon this before that spirit talks in lots of different ways and you just have to be paying attention. But once you do have that call out, Hey, I could really use your help. Give me some direction. They will use everything that they can. Yeah. They'll that scream messages to you basically like they will, they'll make it really, well, I always have to tell mine to please make it very obvious to me because we can be very distracted in our daily lives. Yeah. And that's something that I tell them is like, make it really, really obvious. And they know now that they have to hit me at least three times with a similar message for me to yep. say, oh, okay. I yep. know that that's something I have to pay attention to. So that is a link part of the language that I built with them. Um, but they'll use song lyrics. They'll use, um, well, tarot and Oracle cards. They will use a random stranger's mouth to talk yes. to you. They will use billboards. Yes. Our children, like Ezra, <laughs> um, they will use, um, books. They, you know, words on billboards, they, everything can be, it's, they will pick whatever they think you are going to pay the most attention to in order to get you to listen. So as long as you're saying, okay, I need help. They're going to come at you full force with messages. Most of the time, sometimes we have to learn a harder way. And so they can kind of put us through, um, a little bit of tough loving, but maybe we can talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> right, right. So I love how you said that we are, um, I guess making reference to how we're antennae, right? So we, yeah 
uh, open up and receive frequencies and we also broadcast them out and our brain is electrical that way it picks up frequencies and sends Your them through our body system. yep yep it's so frequencies all day long Mm-hmm. And then music and light are vibe, or I'm sorry, sound and light are vibrations that our body can register, that our brain can register or it's energy. So when you attune yourself to it or slow down long enough, you can start to read between the lines of those things and get the energetic message. So it's, it's about being quiet enough. Um, so how does that relate to your spirit guides? Um, I want to back up a little bit because the biggest question that first timers that come to see me is, can you see my guides? And then how do I talk to my guides? And from my perspective, I tell them, well, one, I can't see your guides because I can't see them. I, I see a lot psychically and intuitively but I don't see like the physical essence of what the guide looks like. Mm -hmm. I feel the guides energy and there will be nuance in that energy. And then I can hear or sense their, the words that the guide will give me, but they don't show me a picture of what they look like. They will show me the information that they need the person to be aware of and understand everything else is kind of like not important not necessary yeah yeah not it's, necessary the, the example that I'm getting in my head is like talking to a friend and they're like I met somebody and you get to hear about this person and you get to know what they sound like and feel like and the stories behind them mm-hmm. and then you don't even know what they look like yet you're just mm-hmm. like you feel like they like you already know them because of the other person in a sense yep so I try to tell people that Uh, because they'll also say, I've tried to meet my guides so many times and I just cannot connect with them or I can't, I can't see them. And I, I have to remind people that you're probably already connected. You're, Mm -hmm. you are already connected with them. You just don't realize it. And you are, you are discounting a lot of what they're giving you because you have an expectation of what it needs to look like or what it should look like for you in order for you to believe you're connected to them. Right. Right. That. Yeah. You feeling like you have to have a name to a face. Yeah. Or that they have to look. Yeah. Yeah. That they have to look a certain way for them to be a legitimate guide to you. One thing though, I did do a guided meditation once where we were taken through this meadow. And then once, you know, the visualization was like, there's a house, you know, off in the distance. And once you finally get there inside, your guides are waiting for you. Yes. And so when I walked inside the house, it was my human brain putting a name to a face. Yeah. Like making sense of what these different guides have helped uh, helped me through at different points in my life. Because then the guided meditation, I wish I remember who it was too, because this would be a good one to link for reference. But mm-hmm. in the meditation was like, like I just remember hugging each, each of them and spending Yay. time in the house with them. And so then it was like a way for me to get to know who they were. But then there was another meditation, a different time where like I sat there and invited them up one by one mm-hmm. to come stand on my left side, stand on my right side, stand behind me, stand in front of me. I was able to feel them. And then visually in my my third eye, they were able to show me how they help me in different ways. It's kind of cool. 
that's amazing. And that's actually a pretty common way to facilitate that connection. I I've, I was taught by a mentor years ago in the, the way that you just described the come to my left, come to my right, okay. stand in front of me. So that's a pretty common technique, but I've always found that the focus for guides, like the important stuff from a guide is just listen to what we have to say, listen, focus on listening. That's what we want you to do. We don't need you to know what we look like. We don't, yeah, you don't. um, In fact, you guys, they will pick a form to show themselves. If, if that's what you need, they will just pick a form to show you that is most identifiable to you. I mean, they do it for you. They don't do it for them. It's not their personal identity. Sometimes a guide can be a departed loved one that has graduated to like a higher status of guiding, or it could be a master in spirit that is somebody like the Buddha or master Jesus or Mary Magdalene. Those, those big hitters that are in spirit will show themselves as themselves because that's recognizable. Again, they do it for us in order for us to feel like, Oh, I'm, I'm getting, I'm finally connecting, but they know that the human mind or human brain needs that visual in order to accept that there are these energies that are supporting them fully out of love and compassion for their human journey. That being said, you do have guides from you and my perspective, you do have them. You have several of them at any given time. One or more of them could have been with you from the time you were born and have may have traveled with you through many lifetimes, depending on what are the big lessons you're working on. There are others that will come into your life for just short periods of time or for childhood. And then you graduate to new guides. They, again, they're working with you at different stages of your life, but sometimes that can span across many lifetimes. And that's really beautiful. Like you get to work with the same people and you also get new quote unquote people. (laughs) They're like guidance counselors, right? Yes. And it's, and as you graduate through your levels, you get new teachers, right? So just like if you're true, yeah, coming from elementary, as above, so below, literally as above, so below. So the, the way that your human grows and develops and builds and expands, that's like soul what's the soul level of what's happening mm-hmm. or opposite I, I just love how it works I just love how it works um so you can have a number of guides a lot of people will say like in the metaphysical community that on average you have between three and five at any given time in your life and those can interchange as you grow some people who are really working big lessons or have a lot to do in this human life will have whole councils. So that could be a number of guides, or you have a committee that works with you. So I've had some experiences where I go to sit in meditation to meet with my team. And I will, what happens is I will be sitting in a group of 12 or more and mm-hmm. they are, um, they're like the council to the guides. So going up in levels of sophistication 
depending on what you're working with at those times, when I'm seeing my counsel, I'm going into meditation, asking about specific healing techniques and I'm asking for awareness and remembering of how to work with energy at advanced levels. So they're coming to actually teach me. Awesome. Yeah. So you can actually set that intention uh, when you've become comfortable with your circle, your divine entourage, you can set the intention of, uh, okay, what's the meeting, you know, what's the meeting agenda for today? What are we going to be working on? <laughs> and you set that and they arrive to help you with whatever it is you uh, need help with or whatever it is you want to learn. We should talk about setting intentions, right? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Good segue. Yeah. It was a good segue. So well done. Thank you. spirits working through us today. I really love it. I had, right. I, was, I, had I, coffee, wanted... I had coffee and an ultra giggly oh, here. And I saw 555 earlier, right before we started. And I wanted to tell you, as you were talking, I can't remember what you were saying, but my body was covered in goosebumps and mm. I can see, I could see, um, your auric field just flaring around your head. Oh, that's so so cool. yeah, it's super cool. So it's awesome. Cool shit, man. Cool shit. Okay. Cool shit. Okay. Cool shit. So, I can just see your auric field flying around. No big deal. <laughs> it was like super expanded when you were saying what you were saying. And then it like came closer to your head and then it expanded out again. And that's so really it's really cool. cool. You want to connect with your guides. You don't feel like you've been very successful at it, or you haven't had any visuals. Chances are you have connected with them many, many times, and you're just not hearing the information or you're not taking it in as uh, legitimate communication because it's not, you don't feel like it's happening the way you think it should happen. You're, or um, you're inv yeah, invalidating your own experiences thinking, well, that wasn't that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, I always people, I'm like, for one day, just believe that every single thing that happens is magic. Every mm -hmm. single thing that happens is a sign. Just pretend for one whole day and just see what happens. That's fantastic advice. And it's actually necessary because it's you surrendering to this possibility that there's far more at work in the universe than what we're led to believe. And you have to get to that point if you're going to see, feel, work with energy because, uh, well, you, you can't, I mean, you can't see it with your physical eyes unless you're open. So you have to come to that place of, okay, this is, show me the magic. And then that's when it starts to happen for you. It just takes a little bit of surrendering or a lot of surrendering. Just a little bit. <laughs> I always tell people, if you want to meet your guides first, you have to let go of and detach from any kind of expectation of what you think they should look like or how the communication should or could, or needs to be. And then I explain that it can happen in a lot of different ways. So you just have to be open to that. And then I tell them about setting intentions. So this is a very important piece of it because when you start to open yourself up to the energetic planes, you are opening yourself up to everything. And it's not all uh, unicorns Look, and rainbows. <laughs> if you turn, if you're turning on the radio, you need to go to the channel you're trying to tune into. Yes. You cannot just be wide open like you know, the radio when you're in the middle of nowhere and it's just picking up on anything it can like get, you know, we're not, we're not energetic breadcrumbing over here. We we're very intentional with who we want to connect with. Mm -hmm. And you could get a lot of static too, that way too. So you get a lot of in-between space and, 
and things may not make sense. And I just want to just put this disclaimer out there that when you do open yourself up energetically to communicating with spirit, with your guides, you are opening that up to potentially all kinds of energies that would like to connect with you. And that can be heavier energies, darker entities. When I say the word entity, it can have a connotation of like bad or evil or really dark and heavy. You can just say being. Yeah, being. Entities are just like, it's a being, right? Um, So you can have ones that are really high vibrational. You can have ones that are really low vibrational. And the full spectrum exists. Do you, sorry. No, go ahead. Do you think, especially because with your Catholic background, my Jewish Christian background, do you think what they call demons are truly demons or do you think it's low vibrational entities because i have come across this and i've had the question like multiple times obviously and i've thought about it and i've asked for clarification in meditation and i've just heard a lot of different experiences and so i'm just curious what your if you've thought about that or what your conclusion was to that I have thought about this a lot and I have, how am I, how, how do I want to talk about this? <laughs> I have very real experience working to pull dark energies off of somebody. It happens when you're doing energy work that you start to see um, the lower vibrational stuff more easily and you can see how it's attached to someone and how it's affecting them. And so then you have to do the work of pulling it off And so I have a fair amount of (laughs) experiences where there are darker energies and some of them are very intimidating. And, you know, the reference biblically to demons, I do feel that demon is just a way to describe these heavier, Uh these heavier, darker energies and people call them evil and they can be not very nice. They can be intimidating. They, they have an agenda. They, um, attach to people in certain ways because they can feed off of lower vibrational energy, like fear and anxiety and anger. And so they can provoke that type of behavior and those feeling reactions. And then they are empowered by them as well. So it's like a negative, literally feeding off of them. Like a, a loop. It's a feedback loop. Yep. So I I do actually feel like a lot of what's talked about biblically are these lower vibrational energies that they just exist. And it's part of our duality dynamic in this earth school. I wonder if it's just people's shadow self, like if it's the dark part of their aura or the dark part of their lives or like, and maybe it is on some people, maybe like, I think. I think it's both. I think that there are these like wayward entities that are heavy that exist separate from someone. And then your shadow side, that's your, the side that you have to, that you're working on healing. You're working through a lot of big lessons, whatever your shadow is, makes you vulnerable to attachment. Okay. That's what I feel like, like your deep wounds make you vulnerable energetically And then when you are, um, attached, (laughs) um, then it, then it becomes this like feedback loop. And 
I don't want to freak anybody out. No, no, no. And I was just asking only because like, it's a very real question. If you're opening up yourself energetically for people who have a conditioned belief system that these things exist in a specific way, yes, it's almost like, well, yes and no. And I, and I always come back to like, if you remember like, or I don't know if you heard, but like even teachers like Joyce Meyer and all them who like give so much credit to the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil. And it's just like, well, maybe if we don't constantly talk about them, mm-hmm. blame mm-hmm. shit on them, <laughs> mm-hmm. or maybe it's not even a him. Maybe or give your power to it. Give your power to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause the more you, cause, oh, that was what I heard yesterday too. I didn't write it down. So I'm going to fuck it up. Uh, <laughs> a belief is a thought that you keep believing no a belief is a thought that you keep thinking uh, yes that a belief, yes yes there we go a belief is a thought that you keep thinking because mm-hmm. you have no matter what it is that you're thinking that you're that's the belief uh, it becomes becomes true like if you hear it enough if you think it enough it becomes your truth and so then it becomes part of your belief system makes I don't sense know how we got here yes but it's okay so back to what was the question <laughs> We were talking about our entities actually like heavier entities. Are they actually demonic or demons? And there let's just put it this way. This is why it's important to set intentions because the full spectrum of energy exists. And that's part of what we're learning to navigate as energetic beings here in this school, how to use discernment and how to keep your vibration high, learning, learning what vibration is and how to keep it high so that it fully protects you eventually. But when you are opening yourself up to communicating with spirit, you are opening the door to the full spectrum. So it is on you to be aware that these things exist, then it's on you to set the intentions that you're connecting with only beings of the highest light and vibration. And that's what I do every day before every session with every person that I work on, I connect only to the beings of the highest light and vibration. And I connect into source from my heart space. And I ask for help from only their divine entourage and those beings of the highest light who are allowed to work with this person and the accurate and true information that comes through mm-hmm. I yep. said that one and only for the best, whatever the best and highest good of all involved yep. for the best and highest good of everyone involved. So that right there is a very powerful energetic line that you're drawing and saying, look, I am opening up communication, but I'm only accepting and receiving from those beings who are full of unconditional love and are dedicated to my growth and expansion. So discernment is huge here. And it's also about commanding your own energy field and how you're allowing or disallowing something to come into your field. So you have to be very deliberate. And when I'm teaching my Reiki students, that's one of the first things that I teach them is whenever we're connecting into this energy, even though it's high vibrational energy, it's unconditional love energy. We're still connecting our spirit up through the astral planes and you, (laughs) it's like open season, right? So you set this energetic boundary of, light and love. And only you want to be dealing with those beings who are full of light and love and dedicated in service to soul growth and healing. So you set the intentions for who you want to communicate with. 
And yep, you're picking the radio station. You are picking the radio station. And very clearly, I just say, okay, guides, my guides, those masters in spirit that are ready to teach me now, or that I'm ready to learn from and all other beings of the highest light and vibration. I'm coming into session to sit with you now and to listen, give me whatever I'm ready for or whatever I need right now for my path forward. That's how I set the intention of communication with them. And then for whomever I'm working on, like you said, that clear and accurate information, we should probably talk a little bit about how do you know who or what you're talking with? (laughs) Since we did talk about, you know, what's possible for who can, um, approach you. And this is, you and I were talking about how would we answer this question? Um, because for me, it's just so second nature now that I can tell when something is in my best interest and for my best and highest good. And then if something is approaching me, I, the vibration just feels completely different. If there is an agenda or if it's a wayward, you know, departed, or I can just feel it in the vibration And it's like a density or Mm -hmm. a, I will get the sensation in my body that will tell me immediately if this is a being of pure light that's there to teach me versus somebody who um, is stuck somewhere or just wants attention. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's like for you, but like when I'm in a, the gym that I go to is (laughs) an old building. (laughs) It's an old building, like mid 1800s building. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool, but it's fucking haunted as all. <laughs> I mean, I catch, I catch light orbs on video all the time when I'm taking workout clips and there's this one hallway that you have to walk down to get to the bathroom in that hallway. Oh, it's God. like parting the red sea. I'm not kidding. <laughs> so I have to like prepare, prepare myself when I go down that. I wonder hallway. what the building used to be. It's an old boot factory but it's like four stories tall and they, they manufactured, uh, leather boots, all kinds of boots. And it was, they did that for like a hundred years and now they're restoring the building into like apartments and there's a bunch of business space, but I mean, it's it's definitely a, it's a busy place. (laughs) Um, I would say the difference for me that I can tell because obviously like if I'm doing mediumship, I can tell when it's a person that used to have a body steps forward because if it's a human, someone that was a living, breathing human being, it's like, as soon as they can come into my body and use me as channel, it's a lot easier to move about and they're, they can like mm-hmm. resonate with the human experience. And like, I can see their memories and I can see them on a human level. But when it's like an angel, that is very, very high vibrational. And it's like, you can, I, oh, not you, I can feel like in all, whatever the middle chakras start like vibrating and buzzing. And I feel like this level of excitement or something that's like, you know, um, emotionally when you're so excited for something and anticipation, that's how high they vibrate. You start to, you start to vibrate yourself. Yeah. mm -hmm. And it's, and it's not a in my body thing, like a mediumship reading would, where, like I said, I can see that humans experience. It's very much like a, I don't know, it's just different. It's lighter. It's up here. Yes. It's just, it feels different. (laughs) You guys, you see, it's hard to explain. It's hard to articulate something Mm -hmm. 
into words that you have emotion and feeling and personal experiences with because it's not until it actually happens that you're like holy fuck shit that was crazy like (laughs) holy fuck shit holy fuck shit i just saw you know i can feel people's guides around them i can feel like Mm -hmm. certain people carry like old medicine man type vibes with them or some Mm -hmm. people keep a very more like wizard type vibe or like a I don't I just it's so weird but you know it's it's like oh they have no idea that this person or this this being is even like near them right now or right so it is just this it's an experience and with practice and listening you it's you get better at discerning who and what you're that's around you or what you're interacting with and it took me a while as well, especially in doing healing work with people. I don't necessarily, when I'm in session with somebody, I don't necessarily differentiate between my guides speaking to me, helping with the session versus their guides helping me with the session. I just listen and, but I've prepared the space to invite anybody and everyone of the highest light and vibration to assist with that healing. So it's like, a full room of information, people passing along information yep. to assist with like everybody's pitching in to help. Yes. And there's not a differentiation, like in my sense of knowing or my hearing, I don't hear it as different voices. It's just all coming in at once. And that's what the priority, I mean, that's perhaps why it works the way it does for me, because the priority is placed on, okay, what is, what needs to be known? What needs to be made aware? Not who has to say it. Yes. Not who's, yes. Not who's saying it, or that doesn't add more credence to it. I don't place that importance on it. I would say the easiest way to describe like, or differentiate who and what you're talking to is by how it feels. Um, Something with an agenda, you can tell when something feels off and Um, there's a bit, if something you're interacting with has an ego, that is a big key right there. Um, if there's, there's ego coming through, then, you know, um, so what would be an example of interacting with an entity and it has ego something telling you, well, if you do this, you'll become rich and famous. That's ego right there. Mm -hmm. Um, it should, and will if it's coming from a high vibrational being, it should and will always be radiate with love. So it would be yep. about your growth and your healing and your expansion. Bigger and, picture. Yes. Yeah. Purpose, mm-hmm. purpose yep. type messages. Um, if things messages. Yes. And if things also have like a fear feeling in them. So if you, if you do this, um, something bad's going to happen. And, and your intuition is very important to help you avoid catastrophe and um, accidents. But even those messages, when coming from uh, a high vibrational divine entourage, feel different than somebody, something that is um, inter- interjecting you with this like fearful message. Like, if you don't do this, no one will love you. Right. Uh, you know, right. so you, you just, there's nuance in even, it, but it, I was saying even like the FOMO of like, you know, if you're missing out, we're like, oh, if you don't act on this now, you're going to like, it's going to suck and everything's going to bad happen and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, you'll be, miss your chance, right? When that, it's like, mm, that's not how it works. It doesn't matter what you choose, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, it, this is, this is your story. This is your, 
That's a very yeah. good point and a great example too. that fear of missing out. You have to look at the motivation. Um, what's the motivation behind that feeling and like that information you're receiving, because what's meant for you won't go past you. You do have choices, but you, you'll come back to it if you are really meant for it. I'm at this point where I'm like, it's all fucking meant for us. All of it. I agree completely. It's all fucking meant for us. And I'm <laughs> to the point where I'm like, I think free will is fucking perceived. You know, that would be a great topic for another episode because we could really get into that. You know, oh, is it destiny or is it free will or is free will I, I actually destiny? Yeah, totally. totally. Um, yeah, that would be a good one. So, so you get better and better as you listen in discerning who you're talking to. So my example of walking down this, this hallway, there's just departed energies there. People who feel tied to that location, that building, whatever, they're not scary, but like, I just, you know, when I'm walking down that hallway, I'm like, I'm not open for business right now. And and that the feeling I get from those energies is very different than a guide energy or a master teacher that vibrates at a different level. The feeling I get from these departeds in this hallway is it's not a lower vibration. It's, um, it's just different. It's, it's more, you can feel more of the human journey in there. Just like what you were saying, you feel more of the human journey in their energy versus with guide energy and master teacher energy. It's very bright and warm and almost um, overwhelming with this Mm -hmm. feeling of warmth and love. And, you know, like uh, my teeth will start to chatter and my hands will like start to shake whenever that kind of energy comes in and starts working with me. And those are, you know, physical signs too, that I've asked for as well. Yeah. Specifically chatter my teeth. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's when you're like, that's when there's so much energy coming through and it's almost like um, mild shock symptoms, right. Where you have like the goosebumps and the cold chatter of the teeth. And that's when I know I'm really in a space with something super high vibrational because I will get the, like, I'll get the spirit, like the vibrations moving through my physical body. So yeah, that's pretty wild when that happens, but okay. So that's how you know, how, you know, (laughs) what, and whom you're talking to, you pay attention to how you feel. And if it feels like fear in any way or something like heavy or even draining, then that's when you got to be like, fuck this shit. I'm out. Right. I'm, I'm going the other way to the high vibrational stuff. So setting your intention and creating your sacred energetic space of pure love and, um, light is very important when you're going to communicate with your guides and they will appreciate that too. Cause that means you're weeding out a lot of the bullshit so that, you know, they can sit with you and you'll be able to listen. Yeah. On my most recent reading that I had done by somebody else, like a recorded reading, she was like, um, your guides are showing me like how well you listen. And they want to thank you for always listening to them and how quickly you learn your lessons. And like, I was like, holy shit, like, thank you for acknowledging. (laughs) I work really hard. I sound really crazy sometimes. I'm like, everything's a sign. But I'm like, no, it literally is. Like, look at how it all connects. Look at the. Well, and I have always said you're like this freaking psychic detective like everything that comes at you you're you notice it and so of course they're going to be like yeah you're so good at listening to us thank you you because you notice everything and you piece together these puzzles that I'm just it blows my freaking mind how you do it 
So that's amazing. Um, Glad that they third I, my third house of communication is Scorpio. Ah. I have a lot of Scorpio energy. So that's me noticing Scorpio is very detective researcher, mm-hmm, paying going attention deep in things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Noticing everything and <laughs> taking it all in. That's amazing. Yeah. You're really good at it. I'm you're always like, you're always blowing my mind about that kind of stuff. Thank you. Okay. So you've set your intentions. It's also really helpful to know what it is you want to ask your guides about. What is it that you want to know? What's the purpose of you meeting with them? They'll meet with you about whatever, just FYI. And, but when you set the intention for what you want to know about, it's just really efficient and they can like pare down what it is that they're going to give you go in with tasks. Like so many people too, when they're first becoming aware that spirit guides are a thing and how to talk to them. And, oh my God, I get to meet my guides. They have this sense of like reverence and putting them on these pedestals and, mm-hmm. oh, they're amazing, yeah. right? They're, they're spiritual beings on their own journey. They've accomplished a lot. They're advanced sto- souls. And if you're really talking to higher councils, they're you really have done their work. Right. But they also are very clear about, we are here to help you. Mm-hmm. You don't need to revere us. You don't need to worship us. You don't yeah. need to put us on any pedestal. What you need to do is ask us for help. What is it that you want to learn? What do you need help and guidance with? Ask us. And then it is our job to be in service to you that way to guide you. So yeah, use them, use them as your teacher and it's totally okay to be like, come on, you guys get on this. I need some help. Like you can take them to task and say, I need your help with this. Mm-hmm. I need you to speak to me in a clear way. Cause I'm fucking missing it for some reason. And so let's figure this out together. Like you can, you can be very real with them and say, it's time. I'm ready. Let's go. Can you speak to me in a way that I'm going to hear or hear I'm laying down the rules for how we are going to communicate. If you can do it that way with me, this is going to make it a lot easier, which is what I actually had to do because my whole like science training brain really got in the way at first when I was trying to do this. So. Oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I made some rules for communication. And once we got those down, it works amazing. Go in with a purpose. What do you want to talk about? What do you want to learn? What do you need guidance on? Yeah. You have to know what's in your, your spiritual search bar. What are you trying to, what are you trying to know? What do you need clarity on? What do you need healing from? They'll take you through whatever you need. Like, oh, you need some inner child healing. Perfect. Close your eyes. Take you there. And (laughs) it could go to the spirit past, right? (laughs) Yes. And it could just, it could be any, just like you said, it can be anything. Okay. So I'm really struggling with this thing. Can you show me what's going on here? Can you show me what I need to pay attention to? Can you show me what this is rooted in? They will lead you through all of that stuff. It's you working with higher levels of yourself to do that inner work and to grow from it. It's not as hard as we make it out to be. And when you when you do start doing it and you get the hang of it, you're like, oh, I really like made that way harder than what I needed to. <laughs> so that's pretty funny when you can get to that point of listening. Funny, um, ha, ha. <laughs> funny, ha, ha. Yep. And it, something that 
people, you brought this up too. And something that clients ask pretty often too, is like, well, are they always there? How, how often are they involved with you? They're always with you. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're going to, you're not going to check do in. Do watch and like, me shit and shower? Yes. <laughs> yes, they do actually. Um, they don't really care about that stuff, but it's there. You're not going to like dial their phone number and then they won't answer. They will. They're always there. They may not give you the answers that you want and how you want them. They may make you work for some things because that's part of your soul journey and learning um, that is specific to you, but they're not out to make it intentionally difficult for you. They're there. They're there to make it easier for you. It's just a matter of how you learn and how fast you take up those lessons. So like you, they cheer you on because you listen really well and you learn fast. You integrate very fast. So that's amazing. So should we talk about who might show up? Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, well, you can have, I would say, normal run-of-the-mill guides that feel like they are very um, human in their energy, like they've had a number of human lives or lives that are very human-like, like this kind of a school. And they're very helpful. They're very grounded in this type of experience. So they can be um, extra perceptive for you, very empathetic to your journey and very helpful because they have done it themselves. You can also get things like angelics showing up. (laughs) So some people feel very connected to angels. I have one friend who she is a Reiki master and has been doing energy work for a long time. She primarily accesses angels. They show up in uh, all these different angels, archangels, like most of them, I don't even know who they are, but you look them up and she's like, oh yeah, it's this person. Oh, that's amazing. So she connects to that energy very easily. I only connect with angelic energy occasionally. I call on um, certain ones all the time. That's more for protection and guidance with certain things, but um, they will appear to me during healing sessions because they are connected with the person I'm working on typically. And they show up in a very powerful commanding way. For me, they are always at least 18, 20 feet tall in, in like what their appearance feels like. And they are like pillars of light. So I don't see them as having any kind of like physical differentiation. They're just like this immense pillar of light. That's huge. And it's a very powerful, almost intimidating, but in a high vibrational feeling looking at something so beautiful that just like an awe of like whoa and powerful like it's beautiful but it's also like wow you are something like it's just powerful energy so you can have those show up you can have master teachers and master healers show up so that like i think i mentioned already it could be like yep jesus mary magdalene um there's lots of masters in spirit Um, readings done. And then, I mean, even at the, like you've tuned in and then I've had other readings done where they're like, oh yeah, you work with Jesus 
like a lot, like there's a lot of Jesus energy around you. I'm like, yeah, he's with anybody who calls on him. Yeah. Right. And that's not a religious thing. That's a, he, that's yeah. a him thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and he's a healer he is a healer. Yeah. Yeah. He's a hand, like he was the ultimate hands-on healer for a little while there. So he, you know, it was Reiki. <laughs> it was Reiki or like, you know, it's the universal life force energy. Yeah. So there are lots of masters that can show up from so many different cultures. They're typically, uh -huh. they're typically beings who have walked earth at some point and were recognized as in their human form as something significant, mm -hmm. either on a spiritual path or, you know, mother Teresa, she's, you know, she shows up for certain people and, um, but there are other masters in spirit who are, you know, they're not from earth, right? The, right? We know them as galactic or universal beings. So you may have some of those show up. There was yeah, one non, more point. Non-human entities. Yes. Non and some of these entities that are super high vibrational, you know, they haven't had physical lives in a very, 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 very long time. And some of them never needed to. So angelics are an example of energies that never really were physical, but they have such a beautiful high vibrational energy that they're sent off with specific tasks and specialties. So that's why a lot of people like working with them for healing. There was one thing I was, one point I was going to make about master Jesus, which is interesting when I'm teaching students in particular with Reiki, I don't really tell them much before they do their first sets of meditations where we're preparing the body to receive the energy. And then we're preparing the channels, um, for the Reiki to come in and, and then you become a channel for it. So many of my students, and I love this. So many of my students will come out of their first sets of meditations and at least one in the groups that I teach, so I'll group, teach usually a group of four to five at least one to two of them will say, um, I think I just met Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you know, they know him by the like very iconic portrayal that we see in pictures and paintings and descriptions. And, and they feel really weird saying that like, Oh, that can't be true. And then I love it when it happens because it's, it happens a lot, whether they're connected to him through previous alignment, religiously mm -hmm. or spiritually, he tends to show up for people who have, who have very open heart and are ready to do their work as a hands-on healer. He wants to facilitate that unconditional love energy and the compassion and forgiveness energy that comes along with you know, witnessing somebody's journey. So he shows up and I'm like, they say that and they're all embarrassed or they feel a little self-conscious. And I'm like, I love that he showed up, you know, he shows up all the time for people. So yeah. you take that as an opportunity to connect with his energy in a very personal way. And it's a blessing to you that way, because you're it's guidance. It's he guides just as much as any other entity. Or yeah. being. That's what I came to realize after or th throughout this journey of like the pedestal that, you know, I had put him on at some point in alignment in my life. Cause that was the alignment mm -hmm. and realizing like, Oh, he's not the only healer in the world. He wasn't the only one to heal people. He wasn't the only one to be a physical incarnation of mm -hmm. the spiritual realm. 
Like we're all here as the physical incarnation of the spiritual realm and we all have our purpose and we all have our divinity Mm -hmm. and like, you know, they're the professors though. Yes. (laughs) We're your students. (laughs) He was just so aligned in his human life that he was able to work very well, a master at the universal laws and the laws of nature. So he was able to do what he did because he was so aligned and he meant to come and teach us how to do that. How did we get to this in this conversation? (laughs) Well, this is this angelics and masters showing up. And when Mm -hmm. you're calling in guides and ancestors and, oh, that's the other thing too, like uh, calling in ancestors, because not all ancestors are quote good, right? Well, they're not all, well, they're, they, they are because they're, they came from the light. They came from the light. Yes. So after they've transitioned, they are healing and healed. Yes. Keep going with that. Okay. Well, I I only say that because it's like, I feel the need to bring it up only because I feel like there's so much marketing and around ancestral healing around ancestral healing. We're calling on your ancestors. You're right. And it's not that it's, there's, it's, I'm not saying anything's wrong. I'm just literally Mm -hmm. just how there's a lot of like, there's some negativity in the, the negative spin of like, almost like some people sicking their ancestors on people. Oh, that's bad juju right there. Like, yeah, like that kind of stuff. I've, I've seen a lot like on TikTok and, you know, like the spiritual, just the, the fast shit that people are putting out as quick content. And I'm just like, okay, like that's, that's like how the, the belief system puts into what they're calling in. And they're, you know, if they're going to call in maybe, you know, a lower vibrational aspect of, these things, if the intentions are to basically like the protection spells and the, Oh yeah. That kind of stuff. It's like, I'm trying to be careful how I word it, but I know you are, you're being very, I know, <laughs> I know. because it's like, it's real. It's all very real. It is real. So that's why, like, if we're going to talk about calling in people's ancestors, guides and, and angels, right. I always tune into like a lineage for people. So if I'm mm-hmm. going to tune in, I can almost feel like all the women in their family or all the men or, you know, the masculine and the feminine into mm-hmm. their, their lineage. And I can almost like see their spiritual DNA that way. I love that. And so it's very cool because that's how I can see how their family to this day are supporting them and rooting for their human because they're the ones that are living. And, you know, it's like, the, the ancestors are on the sidelines watching. Yes. The you're, you're their legacy. I tell people about, cause we can connect to our ancestors and it's very powerful. You're showing, um, honor and respect for your physical presence here. You wouldn't mm-hmm. be if it weren't for them Absolutely. Um, physically, right? Your soul is one thing, but your physical form is because of the ancestors that came before you and they're part of your soul family. Yes. So it's, it's very interwoven. I always tell people call in your ancestors, receive from them all of the light that they carry, but let them know that you are not accepting the trauma that they experienced Mm -hmm. as your own. You are witnessing it and you are ending those cycles with you in a very healed, healthy way. So you're acknowledging all that they have been through, bearing witness to that 
energetically, but you're, you're receiving from them in full, all of the light that they have to give you with gratitude and reverence. And that seems to resonate with people and your ancestors, man, they will get on it for you. Like if you're working on abundance, if you're working on clearing blockages. Okay. So my grandma comes in and the, the number one person who would have been against me in this lifetime against anything we're doing spiritually, right? She would have said I would burn in hell totally against when she found a candle in my room that I had blessed with oils and shit when I was 13, all this stuff. Like you don't do this. She's the one who primarily comes now and assists me when I'm doing readings for people. She helps connect me into other people's guides and to their, it's like, she helps me bridge the gap. Her sister, my cousin and I joke, Cause it's like, she was, her sister was Sagittarius and they were both big travelers. So we always are like, all right, if we're supposed to travel, if we're supposed to go here, come on, Tata, hook it up, make sure the the money's taken care of and the locations are secured. And then my cousins will be like, oh my God, I I was asking for, for money for this. And then I, you know, this opportunity came up to travel. And so we're always like, thank you, my man, Tata. Cause they're the ones that were like, travel, travel, travel. All right. You want us to travel, make it happen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Help us align this. Yeah. yeah, it can be very powerful and they can work in a, in a guide way that way as well, but it's, it's just a little different. It's your energetic lineage, mm-hmm. your physical and your energetic lineage, how you came to be here in the physical form. So all that they are, all that they had been gets pushed into mm-hmm. you and, but you have to stipulate, I want to receive your light. I want to receive all your love and the power you had and everything that is high vibrational, but we are going to heal and put an end to all of the cycles that created huge challenges. And so that's a big part of ancestral healing is like ending those cycles and forgiving and showing compassion to all that they, you know, to them for all that they had been through. Yeah. I would say one last thing on this. Uh, I oftentimes will tune in and ask my grandfather for help. He was a heart surgeon. So whenever I'm like healing work or needing even like energetically somebody's heart work, you know, broken heart, anything heart related, heart chakra or physically, I'll tune in and ask my grandpa for wisdom guidance and and they will show up. They show up. So it's amazing. Yeah. It's just, you guys, it's as easy as just asking like, Hey, can you help me with this? I could really use your wisdom. And, um, when you're trying to communicate with them and establish that, just ask for signs. What I did is I had them show me at least three times, you know, a similar message or the same message. And then I knew who that it would be from them. And I knew that I would have to pay attention. And that is one of the rules that I laid down in it. They are consistent with that and they will press and press and press me if I, need to know it if, or if I need to pass it along, they will not let me Mm -hmm. think about or notice anything else until I acknowledge that message. And then I can move on. So they're very, like we have, we have established our language and it works really well. So it's just a little bit of practice that you need and setting those parameters. I want to tell them about my experiences with meeting my guides um, and how it, how they really just railed me for not in a good way. I mean, it was in a, it was in a kind it of like, a good way. Not in a sarcastic sexual way. Way. 
I really wanted to establish connection with them. And you guys, I, I'm a scientist by training um, in, I really needed proof. I really needed validation for, to really accept that it was legitimate and real for me. So I struggled in that way for a, quite a while. And I would sit every day in meditation and I would ask them to show up. And I'm not kidding you. They would show up, but they would only show themselves to me from their knees down. Like Nanny from the Muppet Babies. <laughs> <laughs> they would not show me themselves for anything. And they thought it was really funny. Of course they did. And they were fucking with me. And I just would be like, every day I'd be like, why? Like, why? And they wouldn't say anything other than we're here to teach. Are you ready to learn? And I'd be like, okay. And so yeah. every day that I would meet with them, I would, they would show me their knees and their feet, and then they would transition to a literal chalkboard, like an imagery of a chalkboard, and they would start writing on the chalkboard. So I was, in, I was in class and it, that went on for like nine months, nine months <laughs> until, yeah. until I finally was like, okay, um, it doesn't, I'm not, I'm over it. I don't need to know what you look like. I know that I can hear you. I know that you're teaching me. And they finally said, we're so glad that you understand that it doesn't matter what we look like. It matters what you're hearing and that you're listening and that we can teach you. So they were really, yeah, it's really, they were teaching me a hard lesson though. And that was specific for me because I had a hard time accepting what was true or real for me based on evidence. They really beat that one into me. They were, <laughs> they were really stubborn about it. And I'm so grateful to them for that because it pushed me over the edge I needed to go. And it really catapulted my abilities to listen to them and to listen to other people's energy and read it. Mm -hmm. Once I surrendered to that, like after nine months, took a while to surrender to that they started showing up in dreaming. So I got to meet all of them in all their vividness in dreams. And it was oh. really, yeah, it was really beautiful. And so that was like, that was their reward for how I had learned. And again, they were like, you know, our physical form or what we appear to you, it doesn't matter, but here we are. And it was, this is to appease you. So yeah, finally appeased me after my hard lessons. So that was like, the visual as you're talking is like, like a show that I just watched where it was like a show about a reality show. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm seeing your guides as being like the production crew and they're the ones that are like behind everything. And they're the ones that can talk <laughs> into the speaker and you can hear them, but you're like looking around in the double mirrored pane and just like, I don't, yep. I don't see you, but I can hear you. <laughs> That's exactly they come out from they come out from the woodworks afterwards like hey yeah <laughs> that's exactly how it is for me and to this day I will very very rarely have images of them that is identifiable it's just their energy and their their words and that sense of knowing and that's how I've accepted that that's how it works for me and I'm totally cool with it now yeah and I don't even at this point like I don't even need to it doesn't matter to me what anybody looks like it just Yep. What's the message? How do they feel? What mm -hmm. do I need to know? Or what do I need to know? So mm -hmm. there was a visualization that I would do often. And 
I still recommend it to people and I do it too as well, but now I do it to meet with the higher ups I do it to meet with the masters in spirit and beyond. I would, you know, sit in meditation and I would imagine that I would walk down this pathway in this forest and it would wind around and the, I would give all this detail to the forest, what it looked like. There was rocks and covered with moss and it was kind of, you know, dark, but not in a scary way, which just was a beautiful forest. And then I would come up to this opening and it would be a rocky beach and I would walk through this gate and I would go down onto this rocky beach that was kind of enclosed by bigger rocky cliffs. So it was very private. And there would be these, um, these stumps or these logs that were set in a circle or a semicircle on the beach. And I would just sit down and I would say, okay, I'm here. It's time to meet me. And then I would have people show up. Right? So they cool. would, they would just, they would either come down the path through the gate after me or they would be there before I arrived or they would, just, <laughs> they would just appear. So what I had effectively done for myself was choose a consistent meeting place that was sacred space. And it was only used for that, for those meetings to learn and to get guidance. And I would sit there for however long and we would have our sessions. Cause you I would, made the quantum field. You created the quantum playing field yep. for them to, yeah, you built, you built the place. <laughs> yeah. And, and they'll come meet you wherever, but, um, it was what I needed to do in order to facilitate something that felt valid to me. And if they showed up in my space, then I knew, okay, this is our space. This is our meeting space and they never failed to show up. So that was, that's beautiful, but it may help you, you guys listening, it may help you to do something like that. You pick a space that you say, okay, I'm going to the space. I'm going to the meeting place. Meet me there. I have some shit I need to talk to you about. And that is a very consistent practice that actually builds muscle memory, like energetic muscle, muscle memory for you to get better and faster at it. And your communication with your guides will, will become more and more clear as you do that. So that's a technique you can that's use. Cool. Yeah. And I might even like record a little meditation around that. So that you guys oh, can use awesome. that. Yeah. What else do we need to say about this? Dude, I don't know. I feel like we've hit all the questions that we get asked. I don't know. I feel like we're good. Oh, there is a book. I can put this in the episode notes too. My cheeks are so hot too. We're like, there's some serious energy flowing through. I'm like burning up over here. There is a book by Sarah Wiseman called, um, becoming your best self. And she was a mentor of mine in 15 years ago. And this book specifically, I think I've mentioned it before, but, um, it's a technique book it's to help to teach you these different ways to hone your intuition. But there are a number of sections in there about meeting your guides, meeting, um, guardian angels, um, working with archangels. So there's, and she offers techniques for doing that. And then I think the book also comes with guided meditations, but that's cool. What was the uh -huh. name of the book? One more time? It's called Becoming Your Best Self by Sarah Wiseman. Okay. So I'll put that in the episode notes. But perfect. There are lots of resources out there too, you guys. So trust yourself and just listen. You just 
just slow down and listen. And don't forget, you can lay down the parameters, speak to me in messages that are the same. You tell me three times or make it very obvious. I need things to be very obvious or yeah. tell me in song lyrics or you can test them too. Or do pull your tarot cards, pull your Oracle cards, mm -hmm. ask your guides to come forward while you're doing your random image generator, whatever, mm -hmm. whatever your divination tool is, they'll communicate with whatever you have available. Yes. I will add something else. Um, a lot of times when I'm working with clients, I will get messages and they will feel so random to me, like just so freaking random because I don't know the context. I'm just receiving the information and okay. So here's a very crude example. Like I will start to see plates of leafy green vegetables for some people. And it could be like, metaphor, but it could be literal as well. I will say, okay, this is going to sound really weird, but I'm seeing plates of leafy green vegetables and it could be that they need some vitamin, yeah. but they could also say, oh my God, I've been thinking about that. I have to do this and this and this, and it will totally relate to something that they have already previously gotten guidance on either that day or just recently. Uh -huh. And so that their guides are using me and that imagery as a way to validate their communication mm -hmm. with that person. Yes. So that happens all the time. And when it does, I'm like, oh my God, I love how this works. So that is your guides. That is your guides validating how they're communicating with you. Cause you already got that information. And I'm a, a non-involved third party who is yeah. actually getting the same information for you. That is the way, like when that is happening, that is clear, valid evidence that you are receiving guidance from your divine entourage and somebody is validating it for you. So when that happens, pay attention. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that covers today's episode. I don't think there's anything else we can add to that right now, but we do want to announce that our courses are live and that the collective is uh, live. We did a soft launch, so it is open. Yeah. Um, we have access to our courses that we record now and any future ones that we add on there, which we have a whole list of them. Uh, you'll have early access to our episodes and um, other readings and stuff that we are going to be recording and putting just uh, to members only. Mm -hmm. um, meditations, some meditations. Um, energetic ad activations to resources, you know. checklists, journal yeah. stuff that you can do to help work through some of this stuff. So we just hope it's hugely helpful and it's all stuff that we've done ourselves. And that's all we're doing is just making it available so that people can try it themselves, just mm -hmm. see, you know, how they connect with their um, own intuition and develop that. So we appreciate all of the support always. We love you guys. And we appreciate that you give us an opportunity to talk about all kinds of cool shit. Seriously. Seriously. We love you. We love you. We will talk to you very soon. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Shannon and that's Mio. We appreciate so much all of the love and support of the last couple of years while we create all the things for you, including this podcast. There are other ways you can support us as well. You can now visit the souls and stardust podcast.com where you can order Oracle decks, book readings and healing sessions. You can join the collective, a membership group where we offer access to extended readings, mini courses on reading astrology charts or creating your own Oracle deck. 
also meditations, and so much more. You could also join us on social media. We are on Instagram at Mio Baglini and at Gratitude Maven or at Souls and Stardust Podcast. We hope to see you there.